Hey, 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 that is right, Ozzy, 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 oi, 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 indeed. And not just for me, your host with the most time in his hands, Tom Sibble FF. That's also from my mate over here on my right and all the way around the world. That's Tom underscore Lee 92 over there in Australia. And of course, a big hello from our HR executive, Patrick the Alpaca behind me, uh, locked and loaded for another Full Tilt Dynasty podcast presents the fantasy walkabout and today we are taking one hell of a walkabout we are we're hopping on the foot falcon after a wild day <laughs> of of drinking our dynasty sorrows away with the obvious news of cam makers which guess what we're not gonna do hit that news over the head with a hammer uh we're not we're gonna talk about it's actually kind of convenient. Not like I won't say convenient. I'm going to get white knighted. Uh, I'm going to say it, uh, coincidental. Yeah. Coincidental that today we are already planning to talk about the value accumulation project, which you can go back and catch up on if you're not already, and how that applies to running back value. We are already planning on doing it, and now we just have that little bit of news to help us along the way. Maybe it'll prove a point or two. We're not going to, you know, just jump on out there and get ourselves ratioed and, and like I said, white knighted. That's not our style. We're going to keep it positive and keep spinning this thing the right direction. And I just want to come out and first and say we announced last week that the FullTailDynasty.com is up and running. And boy, what a week. Uh, just crazy the responses and how fast people have been to get in touch with us and reach out with us. Uh, Jacob just posted today uh, real, real quick fire on the, you know, the devastation that was Cam Akers and what to do with Darrell Henderson and things like, uh, you know, redraft and obviously his uh, best balling and all that other fun stuff. And of course, a little bit about what happens in dynasty. So you can go and check that article out at fulltiltdynasty.com. You can also get into the forums. We've had discussions about, you know, wide receivers of choice and what do you do with Darrell Henderson, etc. You can hop on in and do that. They're fully functional. They're fully ready for all of your fantasy football queries, if you would. Today, Tom Lee. Uh, Jacob over here. Let's get it. Supporter. If you missed, I was just uh, on with Chase and Jacob and the man they call the worst, Shane, uh, at (laughs) Fantasy Intervention. Very kind of them to have me on, talk about the website, talk about Akers and Henderson and other running backs. And I'm pretty sure someone even even found a way to mention Justice Hill as like a more, more than a footnote. So very impressed with that and what they're doing over there. So big, big shout outs. But since we're not here to fuck spiders, Tom Lee, Damn we're going to get cracked down right to it. So sit tight. When we come back, we're going to talk about our first iteration of this value system for running backs via the value accumulation project and how that applies to true value. Sit tight. We're going to be right there. Hang on. Okay, so we know 
we know that everyone loves to throw the word value around. Oh, he's a value. He's a great value. What a value. There's so much value. Look at all this value. We get it. And we get that it is startup season. So everyone wants to hear about startup value, startup value, yeah. draft value, startup value. Not us. That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about your dynasty leagues that are two, three, four years and how to take current draft values and get true value out of your dynasty rosters, which is a, I mean, it's a challenging thing in most leagues, especially if you're in leagues with a bunch of sharks or <laughs> fish or just some real suave uh, owners that can be, or managers. Uh, it can be very tricky to do. So Tom Lee, how are we going to approach this today in terms of running backs? So we'll have a little look at um, in draft. I mean, we don't want to stick around and talk about it too much, but we do need to, we, in startup season, we do need to know where to capitalize on some of this. Um, so we're going to touch on a few different points to keep an eye out for when you are in your startups. But for the rest of us who already have existing rosters and want to know what the hell to do <laughs> with our running back core and who to look for, where to get the value, um, we're going to talk through a few different examples down there as well. And not just who's gettable and who are the targets that we should be looking to trade for, but also the uh, conversations we should be looking to have, pieces we should be looking to move on, acquire, or, you know, we always talk about acquired true value, and, and that that comes with both buying and acquiring, but also when it comes to selling and shipping off current assets. And that's, that's the case. I mean, let's say how many would you say, just top your heads, are how many running backs are true values post startup? Like every running back that's even remotely viable, you're yeah. usually paying for. So finding true value in running backs is one of the hardest processes because it's not about who can I get for cheap. Yeah, that's going to help you for more than a couple weeks. The answer is nobody. Yeah, you can get lucky, and you can get a throw in. Right now, the big one is Chuba Hubbard. He's a throw-in yep. in trades right now. Also, what up, Dave? We see you there. Um, Chuba Hubbard is kind of a throw-in in deals right now because, as you said earlier in the offseason, he's the only one that could potentially return first-round value as a yep. backed-up handcuff late third, fourth-round pick. And that's true. You can get lucky in a trade like that and walk into that kind of value. But for the most part, any running back in a dynasty league that already exists or paying for you're kind of screwed so how do, uh this is going to be very interesting because there's so few how many running backs would you say are actually a true value well i think that's it so we always start with and you, you started talking about it before with running back or not with running backs but just generally everyone wants value running backs as a general rule are always overvalued right this is this is the key it doesn't matter whether you're getting the rb1 or the rb24 they are all immensely overvalued the real difference is when you have a take that's different to what the rest of the community thinks. And that's really where you're going to capitalize on value. So it's not that we control through all these numbers and say, oh, look, this guy's a clear buy. Everyone should go get him because you're going to get him at this price. It just doesn't right. happen because the takes on running backs are too stark for such a limited pool of players. Wide yeah. receivers is a little bit easier, right? Because wide receivers, we talk about it's having the wide receiver three. Yeah, but there's like 50 wide receiver threes who, given a different take, could be in the top 36 for people, there's only really 24 to 30 relevant running backs at any one point in time, if we're lucky. Way less than that. Way less right? than that. Yeah, and I say relevant as in like they have a starting job or they have... 
they'll play 15 snaps. You're looking for a running back that'll play 15 snaps. Like that's relevant. Yeah. So there's only, there's only so many of those guys. So to have variance in rankings is really the only opportunity to have to, to see what true value is without trading outside the position. And that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later on because it's one of the main pitfalls to trading running backs and talking true value when it comes to running backs is the positional, um, I guess, over-evaluation, but also positional scarcity of running back itself. Right, and that is something we're going to hit on, but not to death. Okay, yep. It's very important to be mindful of that we don't want, right, we don't want people um, – being like, oh, we get it. Oh, we get. It. Oh, we get. It. Oh my God, they're still talking about how many players. We get it. We understand that. But the yeah. difference between just overpaying because you need a running back, or finding the one that you're willing to pay the appropriate post draft cost, is the difference between getting gouged and getting your running back and having tradable assets later. It's easy to just yeah. say, yeah, I'll give you two first round picks in a second and a, I don't know, insert whatever 570 second wide receiver three <laughs> is out there. It's easy to do yeah. that, but you're overpaying. That's not finding the running back the true value. So we're going to get right into it right now. Tier one, because again, go back and listen to the value accumulation project, right? We talked about how to do your tiers. Okay. That's how you should be approaching drafts and trades. Tier-based rankings is not just for drafting. It is key. It is clutch. It is valuable in trades. It's almost it's, it's priceless with yeah. the, the value that it can get back to you. So in Tier 1, Tom Lee, are there any true values in that Tier 1 uh, for you? There's one so, for me. Yeah, so with, with the current uh, DLF ADP, for me, no. Um, just because everyone who was going in the first or is in the first tier is being taken where I'd expect them to be or within a range of where I expect them to be taken. So there's no opportunity to create true value there for my tiers. But like you said, there's one for you. So what are you looking at? It's Ezekiel Elliott for me is the yeah. only tier one. Now, when we say tier one, like obviously if you're busting out your tiers, tier one's going to be who? McCaffrey. Maybe Taylor, given on where we are in the offseason. Yep. But in that that one through twelve, the only value right now, if you still have Zeke Elliott in your top twelve, I know it's a thing that he's not there. But for 2021, right, he kind of is. And if you're not in a we're not talking about startup, so you should be looking at that kind of thing, what you need for 2021 maybe 2022 and then getting out Zeke would be the only value to me because you're not paying the three first two first. And I don't know. Gosh, insert again, any wide receiver three Curtis Samuel, etc. You're not paying that kind of two first and a player. So uh, he's coming around a bit. No, he's not. He's just, (laughs) he's not coming around. He's just understanding that for redraft and best ball, uh, he may not be a terrible option. That's all. Yeah. He's not actually coming around. Dynasty, he's still outside the top 12, which is fine. I think he's right on the verge for me. So, See, that's look, the key for me. He's, right? the, that's the, he's the best value for me right now because yeah. he's the only one in that that guy who's got that locked-in role. They're going to keep playing him even though all signs point to decline. 
going to be in a good offense with a bad defense. He's going to score points. He's the only guy I'm willing to pay a little bit for, and you will only pay a little bit to what his cost was a couple of years ago. So I think me, that's the key. He's yeah, the best the true value in tier, tier one. Yeah, the change in his cost. So the reason he wasn't in there for me is he's not, like you said, in my tier one running backs. So he's just outside. Um, but yeah, because of his age comparative to, and I know we lost one of them this morning, um, yeah. but yeah, comparative to his age, to the to the age of his his peers, he is the standout accessible one. Yes. Um, and his ADP does stand out in that group. That's the other he thing wasn't too. wasn't a tier one asset. Yeah. Accessible. People are willing yeah. to move him. Uh, and you're probably will your best chance to get him was a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, yeah. but you're right. Uh, value should go up a bit when he does. Oh, well. absolutely. That's, Week it's one. True. As as, as and that's what everyone's going to try to yeah. do. Week four, people are going to be trying to sell him off after he's the top five running back, which he, I mean, in all likelihood he will be he plays in yeah. a piss poor division outside of that football team over there in Washington. Uh, so tier two, I want to get a player. Uh, from you and it looks like it's antonio gibson who according to dlf as of today right uh adp 32 is a running back yeah. 11 that's going to change obviously news happens that it, it's going to go down that's yeah. a great value excuse me in that tier two spot at the 32nd pick of the draft walk us through that a little bit so i think the surprising part isn't that the running back 11 was antonio gibson i think that's a fine evaluation um, yeah. it's pretty much where I have him, but it's the fact that he's in the third round and you're not going to get young mm -hmm. stud mm -hmm. starting quality running backs that often in the third. So <laughs> Gibby, that's it, Matt. If, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you start traditionally running back, running back, then, I mean, you can also double up and go a third with Gibson in the third, but there's, there's this opportunity now to go out and be a little bit different. We saw the, I'm going to take Zeke and Gibson. Yeah. So, I mean, like we saw the, the, um, the, the different strategies start to come in last year with tight ends being taken early. If you're in super flex, obviously, which this is, we want yeah. to lock up the QB room. So you can't just start as we used to with two running backs straight off the board. You need to find that value later on. And to find, if you can, Gibson in the third is outstanding value. But uh, like, like, and what's key in this and what's talking about, not just talking about startup value is post startup. Yeah. Someone wanted Zeke in a first for Gibson in a league and that was a while ago and that's the kind of stuff you're going to get at a dynasty players that's probably the more extreme case of that but that's how hard it is to acquire a running back especially a young startup one. yeah 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 it's in it's kind of insane right to, to think oh. that zeke plus a first for gibson but that's a viable asking cost from the gibson owner given what he could do with a improved offense i mean a yeah. bunch of data that says that he won't catch <laughs> passes and mckissick wants an all every down roll now apparently so the nearly heavy mckissick yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah thigh thigh season is upon us obviously quad and thigh season but skies out I thighs mean, out they, <laughs> <laughs> skies out thighs out That's i love it. that coming from a man who has massive uh quads and thighs i mean i'm sure you definitely be up on your lingo so look <laughs> another guy we're going to talk a little bit more about gibson later obviously yeah. that trade for gibson is insane and i wouldn't do that uh, gibson in the third, and i'm about. still getting gibson in the in late second to third rounds but we're not going to yeah. we're not going to hammer home startup value we're going to talk about post startup value so we're going to talk gibson actually comes up a little bit later for us we're not going to sit too long on him 
in this particular case, this next player is the guy I want to talk about because historically running backs drafted in the fourth round do what? Not a whole lot, but this is a guy who has PPR upside, which is all we care about in a super flex draft. You can go quarterback, quarterback and wide receiver and end up with a running back who I personally have projected to finish as the RB 15. Obviously that's still great value. We're talking about Austin Eckler with an ADP of 42.25. We're going to round it up like we always do. We're going to call it 43. Yep. Okay, that's a mid fourth round pick yep. in a draft. So, and look, do you want to talk about uh, post startup, right? I recently, and I know we don't care about your leagues, Tom. I get it. This is a little different. This is with my co-host, Jacob. I traded Chris Godwin for Eckler straight up. Straight up. And I'm still happy with that value. That's the kind of value if you need a running back, that's the kind of value that you're looking to not spend too, too much. Because is Chris Godwin a good wide receiver? Yes. Was his breakout a little bit overhyped? Probably, given the circumstances. Realistically, he's probably a wide receiver too. Wide receiver too for a running back too? Hey, I'm taking that. I'm taking that right now, especially at his current cost. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Austin Eckler here, uh, Tom Lee. Yes, I mean, yeah, Gibson startup bay. So exactly, Eckler for me is one of those polarizing guys. <clears throat> Some have him top twelve, and will never yeah. move him. Right? They love Austin Eckler. He had that one season with Rivers, and that's his yeah. that ceiling. That's so obviously his ceiling is going to be his fully healthy. It's not going to. No. What's and, up, and- Husker? For me, this value sits around about where it should. Um, yeah. RB15 in that range, good upsides, especially in PPR. Like, it, it's good value because of the round that he's in. Um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, we're going to talk, we're talking about acquisitions post draft. And Eckler for me seems like one of those gettable guys. And so you go and have that discussion with someone, all of a sudden you're going, there's no way I'm going to pay for that. So the reason he's in there for us is that during the draft is probably he's a little bit more value during the draft than he is post-draft, depending yep. on who owns Always, him. always. Yeah. Just because he's one of those names, you're like, oh, I don't want that as my RB2. But then as soon as you get outside into your real <laughs> into your real league, you're going, well, shit, I need an RB2. And, he and that's right exactly, ranking, that was right? exactly the situation. Yeah. I looked at my roster and I went, ooh, Mike Davis is that is in my yeah, right? too. Like that's not great. But I looked at the wide receivers. I go, okay, who's a wide receiver I could move right now to not kill my roster? And guess what? Yeah. It was Godwin. And it's always going to – you're not trading – okay, you're not trading Stephon Diggs one for one for Eckler. Right. You're not trading Tyreek Hill for Eckler. So Chris Godwin, a player who is – Receive viewed by a lot of people as being that oh he's going to get out of Tampa Bay and he's going to go to a situation where he's going to be the one. Well, guess what? Historically, it's not the case. You're getting running back who's locked under contract and an offense that's getting better. Right, yeah. that's and true value. That's yeah. getting Austin Eckler at a, a true value price because you're not paying the top twelve price. Anyone's asking you for top twelve price, I personally think that's crazy, yeah. and you're not going to get them lower than a guy in Godwin's tier. So you're moving more than just, you know, side to side on the tiers. You're moving up a tier, given that you're getting a running back, and that's totally fine. That's what you're trying to get at this stage of the season. Yeah. 
when you're you're, you're two three years deep and in, in plus in, in, in a league. I mean that's that's just an example. I'm not going to hammer it home. No, uh, too but, much. But that's with a, that that sort of trade's stuff, good because but... I mean that sort of trade requires a bit of positional awareness as well, where we know that wide receiver, you know, production is a little bit easier to replace than running back. Yes. Um, even though the longevity of, of wide receivers is obviously greater, if you look, need the running back and you can replace the production, then it's an ideal move to be looking at. Look, it's one of those things where, I mean, are you going to find a running back? A little bit later, that's going to replace Eckler's healthy production. No, you got to get lucky, like James Robinson, lucky. And there's a reason why <laughs> no one had ever done that before, because it's not a, a real not sustainable yeah. thing. Exactly. Uh, but guess what? You can hate it or love it, but Robbie Anderson has an equal chance to put up the same stat line as Chris Godwin this year. Right, I mean, maybe the touchdowns won't be there. Maybe they will, but what? Seventy-five catches, eighty catches, eleven hundred yards. We might talk about that next week. Exactly, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So you're looking at replacing a guy with a name with a running back, and that's running backs are the life force of your are your dynasty rosters, right? Now, maybe Eckler will get hurt. Maybe Godwin goes off. That's the fifty-fifty risk in all trades. But so right now, yeah. Austin Eckler is the best true, true value. Not just a value, but his value is at his true value, which is an immediate go out and try to acquire him. Um, but if I swear, if you see that that's his RB1, just move on. Just move on. Just don't try. Just move on, right? Uh, that's that's where we talk about knowing our leagues. Yeah, Eckler for Godwin is a smash. Uh, Eckler, the dark horse, finishes the RB1. I don't believe that. Look, he needed, what, what do you have, 96 receptions or something insane with Rivers? Yeah. I mean, I don't think Herbert's the check-it-down guy. He's the huck-it-and-chuck-it guy. Lynn isn't there, and we all know Anthony Lynn directly correlates to RB PPR points. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a dark horse for RB uh, the RB1. I think he's a dark horse to finish as a yeah. RB1. And I still think that's dark horse. I mean, obviously with acres gone, there's another spot, Ugh. but that's kind of where I'm standing with that. I don't see a path to Godwin as the wide receiver one. So obviously I'm okay with it. Moving on. The next player I want to talk about is, Oh boy. I love this one. This is a, my guy. This is a, this is a sign sealed certified Tom tipple pick. Uh, Javante Williams. This is oh, a double Tom pick. This is. I can't believe that he is the 59th player at ADP right now, coming off as the RB18. Do people actually think Melvin Gordon is going to be a thing this year? I don't think he makes it out of Denver for Week One. And I think you're looking think we'll at a player this, that yeah. who is who, they traded up to get him. He does everything, and he does everything well. He has contact balance. You can go and watch our pre-draft show and the draft show. Uh, it's all over there on the tube of you. Javante Williams is a absolute crush. It's just a pure snipe. You're selling so hard. You're getting him as the RB18. It's unbelievable. And I get there's there's oh, Well, I would t- – I – oh, my gosh. And it's hard for me to say – like – Ugh, okay. 
<sighs> breathe for a minute. Look, I wouldn't trade Javante for Eckler personally. Okay, in my dynasty leagues, I wouldn't do it. So to get him later than what you're getting Eckler for is insane. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't get the reins by week, whatever their bye week is, because that's kind of the thing we saw it with Taylor, we saw it with Acres, we saw it with, uh, you know, insert rookie running back. He's gonna be a stud in the league. I don't think there's any way that is not. I don't have a crystal ball. Can't see into the future, right? We're not reading minds. We're not mind melding. This isn't Star Trek. But look. He has all the skills on a team that's going to use him. I mean, you're getting he. This gets thrown around a lot. Like he gets thrown around a lot. But Javante Williams has legitimate league winning upside at the end of the year. Period. And you're getting him where you're getting him is insane. Anything to add, Tom Lee? You're shaking your head. It's not sure if you got something to add or if I stole the thunder there. Javante Williams is one of the the heartbreaks of my offseason because the Falcons didn't take him and then a pick that's later true, the Broncos traded up. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Um yeah, the Broncos traded up a pick later to take him away. And I was very sad because I wanted someone who wasn't Mike Davis to be our running back. And right here, Dave. He right was here, also buddy. he was also my pre draft running back one because he was a year younger or is a year younger. And I loved everything Why? about him. Yeah. So even, and this is the key, and you said before, he has possible league winning upside. Um, what's this, when Gordon... Yeah, so I mean... And Gordon sucks at football. So the, we, yeah, the Like, he's not that good at football. Can we just... He's average at best. Yeah. He's a jag. So the key he's a high-priced jag. The key for me with Javante was, even if he doesn't do anything this year, he's still worth more than the RB18 and he's still value at this at this round. Um mm -hmm. like he's only got ceiling to go to, he's only got upside. Um he's in a run heavy offense anyway. Quarterback, whoever it is, still can't throw the ball. Um yeah, he's just one of those guys for me that if you can get him in the draft, that's probably where he's the most value because trying to get him off a Tom Tipple after the draft is a nightmare. <laughs> never um, happen. Yeah, and he's never leading my team once he's in it. Yeah. He's an um, untouchable asset outside of drafts unless you are you believe stronger than I do. You're not getting him in a throw-in unless the guy that drafted him is just like, er, whatever, rookies. I hate yeah. rookies. And those people exist. They exist. It's I used to pushing. be one. Yeah. Right? Um, so Even look. trading future first, and we always talk about you know value. Trading future first from next year where some people don't think the running back class is going to be as good, that's fine. If you can get Vontae for that, that's fine. Um but yeah, it's it's pretty hard to extrapolate and hope for those sort of opportunities right. to pop up. Javante Williams is a player who look his true value in a draft is fine, but post draft he's not a true value. This is yeah. why we talk about what true value is. He might look like a value right now in your leagues because you're doing a draft, but go to the player, the owner, the manager of Javante Williams in your leagues that's not in its first year and go try to get him for that value. Hmm. That is not going to happen. So that's why he's not a true value, right? That's, that is Javante Williams is a shining example of what we're talking about. What really is true value yeah. in your leagues? Cause all this startup talk can be very deceiving. And it's important to remember that, you're not always in a startup. Look, the next player we're going to talk about is take getting picked 
one more. Um, yeah, more of the minutes on a live show. I'm usually more in and out. Hey, we're happy you're here there, Maddie. We're happy you're here there, buddy. We're at, you know, hanging out, chilling, kicking it. We're a little later tonight, but it's working out. Look, the next player we're going to talk about, we only got three left before we get out of here. Uh, well, I get, well, three left in this before we move on, I should say. we got a whole other section to go. But we're going to rip through these really quickly. Yep. Uh, the RB19 right now, uh, you know, ADP 59.25. So Williams is ADP 59. So they're like right next to each other. We're going to call it again. Uh, RB or ADP 60. Yeesh, Tom. RB19 is Slime Sanders. <laughs> who I'm not a fan of. This is where we might lose Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Matt, but look, he is sliding like crazy. There's so many yeah. question marks about what's going to happen with him. Uh, why do you feel that he is a true value in that tier four and five? I think that's the key. Like you just said, he's one of the biggest sliders from this off season. Um, compared to last year where I know everyone got burnt, you've got a heap of changes. Yes. There's a different quarterback that could be seen as a, a, a good or a bad thing. Um, but the O-line's healthy. It's coming back. I know, Dave. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, like, realistically, the key is at this ADP, he's good value, but I've seen him slide later, uh, yes. and that's the key. That's what you want to look out for if you're in startups. The rest cool. of him, yeah. He's easy to trade for right now. He's This is what we're going to get to. Trade yeah. for. Um, uh, we'll, we, like I said, we're going to talk about him a little bit more. Finish up there. That's right. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, O-line's getting healthy, new offense, all that sort of stuff. He's still the number one starting running back for them. Still has a heap of talent, still young. Um, at this price, you're not really going to get a better option, if that makes sense. Like, once Vontae's off the board, and once the next guy we're talking about comes off the board, there's really nothing much left. So you may as well lock up that RB position if that's what you need in that round. Um, Look, but if yeah, you're getting what, starting starting potential production... In, in the, the fifth fourth and sixth. fifth round, it, yeah. it, it, it's, I mean, fifth and sixth, like you said, yeah, absolutely right. And the next, because yeah. pick uh, 60s end of the fifth round, right? So that's like, exactly. Yeah. So we're looking at the next guy who I think it's absolutely insane that the next player is being taken after. Uh, and I think Miles we'll see Sanders. this change as we go along, but this is, we will. Yeah. I think everyone's writing that Jalen Hurts is going to carry a rushing offense mentality and a new coaching staff for Sanders, et cetera, et cetera. I don't buy it. Uh, Travis Etienne, ADP 60.75. We're going to call that 61 on the roundup. The RB21. I mean, yep. oh my Lord. Uh, the RB21 who's being drafted at 105 in rookie drafts this yeah, season yeah. is insane. And this is another warning about true value because you're not getting Etienne as the RB21. Think of no. who you might have as your RB20 or 22 or 23. Now imagine trying to trade that RB23 and a second round pick to go and get Travis Etienne. It's never going to happen. No. So that makes him not a true value. He's not a he might be a value in drafts, but since we're not talking about drafts, he's not a true value post draft and that's what's important. You're not yep. going to trade the RB23 or 24. I don't know who that is off the top of my head, but you're not going to trade that Carson, super low. Yeah, you're not trading Chris Carson in a second for ETN. That's never going to happen. If you get that, you're laughing hilarious, like just to the bank, cash that check, deposit it, money, and you're just, you're, you're, you're the Monopoly guy. All right. You're just yep. happy as can be. It's never going to happen. He's not a true 
You're not actually going to get him at this. He's not a true value. This no. is just a crazy oversight, probably with quarterbacks moving up, tight ends moving up the board, pushing him down. I think can't, the only narrative that, yeah, I think, yeah, ETN, right. And and like you said, Matt, this will change. And you won't have seen this in a lot of drafts recently as um, as the ADP starts to update. I think you'll find that uh, ETN will not be anywhere near those rounds. No, um, God, no. The, the one narrative yeah. keeping keeping me interested in ETN was a lot of people had him as their RB1 uh, while scouted because he had the most potential, fastest, all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah. But his yep. coach keeps saying stupid shit. Yes. Uh, and this is crucial because a lot of people buy coach talk. Uh, we really don't give a shit about it, but no. some people do. The only time we care about coach speak and reported <laughs> narratives is when it fits our own personal narratives. And right. that's how it should be. Yeah, like we always say, lie to your league mates. Lie, <laughs> lie, lie. lie. <laughs> yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's it. So, I mean, uh, when Urban Meyer learns to stop talking Oh, in the off season, um, oh, you're not going to get ETN's value anywhere. But right now, if you can get him in the draft, go out and get him because you'll be laughing for the next three to four years. But Tom Lee, didn't you hear James Robinson's going to be the hammer in that offense? That's it. Trevor He's Lawrence maybe not ready 200. to start. Oh my God. Okay, we're moving on. The you next player right now has slid so far in that drafts that, that I think that he's a value. Yes. Look, I've gone on record in numerous places to state that the Josh Jacobs... RB1 dynasty RB1 the RB1 is hilarious. Uh, I don't think he is, but at this value, RB20 right now, yeah. you're not going to get him for that off somebody. I mean, maybe you will, but he's definitely a value. Now, if you want a running back that's going to play that's, you know, in an offense where he's going to be the only option to score touchdowns. Cause I'm not that worried about Kenyon Drake on the friggin' goal line. No, thank you. They're yep. going to use Jacobs for that. Unless Gruden is like fooling all of us, which who knows? Maybe. Yeah. We're going to see some Hunter Renfro go, uh, red zone <laughs> targets. For some Renfro reason. In the backfield. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. in <laughs> Waller up the middle with the Raiders. But what I do know is that getting Josh Jacobs as the RB20 with RB1 um, pedigree is wild to me. Yeah. So Especially why is age. he a value? Now I'm going to ask you, is he a true value outside of a draft? We always say this, like it's it's really what you can get him for. But I mean, I've traded late first from this year straight up for him. Yes. For me, that is a true value. Um you know, who's your late first? Who's your late first this year? It's Waddle, it's Bateman, Mac Waddle, Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna go and get a starting running back for yeah. that for that pick. Yeah, I'm taking that for sure. Because yeah. I mean, in all likelihood, there's no way he. Did, so you look at it this way. So if you're ever wondering, like, how to identify what a true value is, if you're trading something like that, we'll use the same example. Let's say Chris Carson in a second to get Josh Jacobs. Okay, that one's actually got legs. Like yeah, that one actually has a chance. Yeah. Right. Do you think he's going to finish as the RB20? I don't personally. I don't think there's any way he finishes the RB20 outside of injuries, which we don't project for because we're not sociopaths. And uh, it's important to not do that. So uh, he, uh, to me, he's a true value in every format. Every value. format. Yeah. In current startups, in redraft, in best ball, in DFS, in superflex. Uh, post drafts, like post draft, yep. You know, with history, especially, I think especially if the owner value. was burnt by him last year, like so many are out. 
not six, just six best, round. not just best ball, Matty. Same I mean, dynasty. Yeah. I mean, I got him at the the five six turn. I I was really, I didn't even want to take him, but it was one of those situations yeah, where we. What do we always say? Don't draft to fill your lineup. Your <laughs> line, your starting lineup does not matter in a fucking startup. So remember yeah. that. Um, look, he's a true value in every format. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a clear target, and he is an easy way to learn how to define what true value is um, and how to apply it. Because, you're again, tier basing and all that other stuff. If I traded Chris Godwin straight up for Eckler, imagine imagine the value you're going to get for a guy like Josh Jacobs who, yeah, he's going to catch 20-some passes probably. He's probably... Again, I'm going to keep saying if healthy, but we never project for injuries because we're not sociopaths. But what do you – 1,050 yards, eight yeah. touchdowns, 20 receptions. That's a mid to low RB2 in a healthy season. What Easy you smash. A, Easy what smash. What do you reckon a comparable, a comparable trade would be? So if you had – For uh, Jacobs? Ek- yeah, so if you had Eckler for uh, – who was it before? Godwin. Got Yep. Like, what's a wide receiver straight up for Jacobs that you'd look at? Like a Sutton Judy range or even earlier than that? I mean, if somebody wanted to trade me Josh Jacobs for Cortland Sutton straight up, I'm running. Mm. Again, it's probably someone like Godwin, honestly. Like, because they're right around those same tiers. Like, Eckler and Jacobs are kind of in that same tier for me. That RB 14, 15, 16. I'm probably looking at a guy like Godwin. You're obviously, like... Sutton in a second for Jacobs, I'm in. Like that's okay. totally yep. reasonable for me. But I'm high on Sutton. What about um, like a Keenan Allen, a Rob sort of range? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't trade a Rob. Yeah, that's interesting Allen for me because I have. So that's the cutoff. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of with you. I've Godwin right next to those guys, but I'm probably he's not perceived. Giving, he's perceived yeah. differently, Godwin. Uh, the too many mouths to feed arguments. Their defense is actually good. Yeah. It's Brady. Like there's a lot of questions as contract health issues, etc. Great player. I don't. Yeah. I'm I, you're right. It is a little weird that I wouldn't be willing to pull the trigger on a guy like Keenan Allen, but uh, no, cause when you mentioned it, I'm thinking Godwin. more and more going, wouldn't, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't give Godwin for Jacobs right now, but that's just, my ranks. See, um, I would uh, like yeah. again. So but, if we're it's not getting close. About, I think it's the point. Yeah. Yeah. If we're not talking about a startup, I don't see any reason why if you're an RB needy team and have the wide receiver depth, That's fair. like you're yeah. not trading Godwin because you have Julio, mm-hmm. right? That's not the type of thing you're doing. You're trading Godwin because you already have Hill and Diggs or Keenan Allen or someone yeah, else. Your wide receiver three. E- exactly. Yep. So, that's the type of situation where he becomes a true value. If you're trading Godwin plus something or a player up a tier for someone like Jacobs, now you've lost your true value and it's, you might as well just get yeeted. I reckon we might throw a couple of polls up after this as well, just to see what's out there. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. Also. And if you haven't voted already, please go for your favorite Aussieism so far. We got another Um, one today. (laughs) There's going to be another one. We're starting to do them at the end. So I don't just die in this chair for 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, where uh, you get some content in yeah exactly <laughs> because i like you're just sending me to another planet with these mate like and i'm using them in my everyday life now and it's so good so, and every, everyone out there should be as well like this is i actually yeah. i no joke i was at home depot because i'm building a patio and i literally said that these prices shits me to tears 
and the poor employee just had no idea <laughs> no what idea. to say. And it just came out so fluently in my everyday speak. It was like, oh no. It's, what have I done? It's, it's actually. And so I'm building the patio and I got my mate. And what, of course, look, boys, we're not here to fuck spiders. Okay. We're going to let's get to work here. Like, what are we doing? This isn't beer time. And I was just like, oh my God, I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop. Seems like most teams are RB needy and Jacobs is a steady option. Look, yep. in because di- running backs win championships and dynasties in, 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 in fantasy football, right? So everyone is RB needy, even if you don't think you are, unless you're one of those zero RB types, which they're sociopaths. So um, they're not for me, the zero RB crowd. Um, but I mean, they're great people. That's not their strategy. Uh, so, like, everyone is RB needy, and Jacobs is the best option right now. See? Yeah, yeah. Manny. See? She gets me to tears. That's right. Uh, look, we talked about players we felt their values in their tiers, but we're going to talk about post-draft and existing rosters important for RB as they are often a nightmare yep. to acquire. So, Tom didn't fully read this show sheet, so I kind of blended these two together a little bit by accident. Um because that's what happens when you're host with with uh, not the most time on his hands right now. But what we are going to do is we're going to talk about acquiring players like Gibson, Mixon, Clyde, and Sanders. And so Jacobs. We can throw Jacobs in. That was a good point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk. I like that. We'll add that a little bit at the end if we need yeah. to. Look, true value is players. And look, everyone has their own sites. Yours should be fulltiltdynasty.com. That where you get all your information and you know your go-to and news drops. Who where are you going for your rankings? Uh, if you don't just Yourself. use Jacobs like I do. Um, yep. look, Dynasty Nerds have Antonio Gibson as the RB19. That's right, that's not a typo. 19. And look, I respect. <laughs> Everyone at the Dynasty Nerds for the work that they do. But having Antonio Gibson as the RB19 is kind of insane to me. Yeah. Just given what his upside clearly is. Physical freak. Just athletic. It just. There's no. He wasn't. He wasn't RB19 last year before he played a snap to me. Well, sorry. That's a lie transparency i didn't believe but let me tell you the minute he stepped on the field i believed real quick so there was a time where he was an rb19 tom you're lying you're placating (laughs) i get it i corrected myself don't at me and if you do i'm just gonna reply with like a good fella's gift so just (laughs) eat that look at rb19 that is a not to me a true value because nobody that has him Thinks he's the RB nineteen. No, this should so, have already been snaffled up by now, right? But exactly. Key, so explain is, explain this one yeah. a little bit. So the key of how he ended up here is because we know dynasty nerds are purely film based analysis, and when Antonio Gibson came out, he didn't have any film because he took forty snaps for his entire career from running back, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's very impressive. He tests really well, but we have no idea what's going to what's going to happen, right?" And then, like you said, he steps on the field. And we go, oh, never mind. He's amazing. Because oh, yeah, he's, he's actually amazing. really good. Right? So how it's not changed, oh, I don't know. Peyton so Barber? Someone, Peyton yeah, Barber? Someone, yeah. Antonio Gibson. Peyton Barber. Antonio Gibson. It's not even close. Yeah. I was so stupid back then. 
but this is the key, right? We all looked at going, oh, you know, what matters, what matters, what do we like? And it's so hard because we didn't get to see preseason games and see him actually do anything. Yep. I think if we had that, that would have changed a lot. But for this not to have changed on Dynasty Nodes is kind of, I, I don't, there's no narrative to suggest that, you know, he can't be any higher. Um, yeah, so it doesn't make sense. So if you find someone out there who, like you said, depending on where they get their information from and just copy and paste, you know, if it's not anyone else's, um, you mm-hmm. might find someone out there who just wasn't sure. Look, if you're paying Carson and a first for Gibson, I think that's a steal of a trade. Like yeah. that's the type of value he's at. And an RB19, that's kind of the deal that you're looking to make. That's yeah. a true value to me. So Where, what, what would depends. be the back end? So for me, I'd have him tier three. So he'd be the end of the wide, the running back ones for me. So somewhere in that 10 to 12 mm-hmm. range. Um, what is the what is the, the lowest value you'd think he's still a true value at? Like if, if, you're if you ask someone where do you 10, have him? If, yeah. you're, if they say anything 10 and lower, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true value. Anything higher, I'd be hard-pressed. Obviously, with the Acres injury, I'm going to move him up a spot. He was my 11. I'm going to move him to 10. Correct. Um, That young gun Hutchinson traded three firsts for Givy. Exactly. And you know what? Okay. (laughs) Right? Like, okay. That's right. to me. It's fine. It's fine. If that's the it's guy, not, it's not process, true value, but it's not, it's not yeah. true value. But if your process dictates, this is the guy that's going to take me to the promised land and you're trusting your process. It's okay. It yeah. Okay. Um, look, yeah. I think to answer your question, I think anyone that, if you go, like we talked about in the value accumulation project, if you go, where do you have this guy? And they reply with, ah, he's kind of like my RB 10, 11. Yeah. That's where yeah. I'm sending that first. Yeah plus yeah. Carson and like a third or one of the 772,000 uh, wide receiver oh, threes that don't matter. Yeah. Like Gallup, Carson, and a first for Gibson. You're sending that out if that guy says he's the RB, you know, 10 or 11. I think the key for me is if anyone That's says fine. He's, an, he's an RB2, then you, you start talking and start looking to Immediately. Show, right? yeah. Don't let that breathe for a second. Yeah. If it says, right? if you say high-end wide, uh, high-end running back two. <laughs> with With what? Upside. upside. Yeah. God, I hate that so much. Everyone has upside. We get it. Yeah. Hey, if Todd Gurley signs with Baltimore this week, he could have some RB2 upside. Oh, my God. Can just we stop? Can we life. just – I just want to take a minute. Can we stop saying that? <laughs> like, we all understand that there's upside to guys. Like, we understand that there's realms of possibilities. That's the It's understood. Yeah. So if we're talking trades and I and, and you go like, well, you can have Gallup in here, and I go, yeah, I don't really care about Gallup because he is going to be a wide receiver three in all likelihood. And you go, yeah. but he's a wide receiver three, but he could be a wide receiver two. So yeah. could the other seven hundred forty-two thousand three hundred and sixty-one wide receiver threes? Stop it! Stop it! We get it. The next player I want to talk about is Joe Mixon. Yep. Look, this is a classic case of injury discount management, or right? Used to be. So yeah. DLF had him ranked as the RB19. Different than the Dynasty Nerds RB19. <laughs> I still can't believe that. Um, look, obviously at this case, I don't want mixing it, it like if I can help it. But if you're doing that same thing, talk about this one. 
So, I mean, I got burnt by my mix and shares last year and I'm yeah, doubling down this year because <laughs> fucking let's go. Uh, but not at, like, I mean, you looked at um, DLF's ADP for him. He was in the top 12 RBs in startup ADP, which is insane um, because the narrative for me can't have swung that far around just because he's healthy again. Um, having said that, I still like him. Um, we talked about not saying the word upside. I don't. I think RB nineteen is his floor. Um, like I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't see him finishing any worse than RB eighteen. Well, it's the same year. thing. He's a talented player on on an yeah. offense that's gonna you know need to be out there. If you can find the owner where he is accessible and not crazily priced, I'm I'm doing it. I'm in. Um, I think the narrative's changed on him a bit. I think he's becoming less and less accessible. Um, just because everyone's gone and got him, and now he's sitting in their team, they don't want to move him. But you've missed um, you missed the true value chance at him already. Yeah, I mean, you might still find a few because a lot of when we talk about this is the dead period. So a lot of teams and a lot of leagues aren't that active and haven't moved many players around. So still check and go across all your leagues and see when the last time he was moved around was. Um, is he? So let's talk about Mixon for a second. Is he a two first guy for you? He, he's trading at 22-23 first uh, for sending that, or two twenty twos. If I need to win now, yes, I'm okay. Yeah, okay. Um, See, I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't send that out for Mixon personally. Yeah, I think All I think right. it's that's a, fine a cutoff line, for me. But I think it's also because I'm doubling down that I'm happy to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And also, it's in your process, yeah. it's in your heart. Right, yes. like it's in your soul. You're determined to come this out a, like Rocky. Yeah, right? this is a man who we I had as the RB eight last year. Right. Yeah. Like that's the issue is the drop off. Like his it is hard to separate is, that. It, it is hard yeah. to separate that and be completely objective. Right. Yeah. So on the Friday show, we always talk about being the paragon of objectivity. Right. So long as the narrative fits your your methodology. Yeah. Very important to remember that. But look. Mixon is a guy that you are probably chances are people that have Mixon are holding on to him, but yeah. maybe they're just one foot in, one foot out, not quite think, sure. Yeah. Maybe they I think, think the they're same. a cop, right? Yeah. They're gonna are turn you on you. Yeah, exactly. You can check <laughs> um, that show out on, on the tube of you right now. I think it's like a tier two Ezekiel Elliott sort of deal, right? So people yeah. that burn, they hate it. Tier one, Zeke's the tier one example, Mixon's the tier two example. Burnt, but he has like right. So you're sending all the volume you need to be. So if you're sending two, if two. you're sending yeah. two first for mixing because he's the tier two version of that, what's what's Ezekiel Elliott worth to you still then? Because so that's, that's the key, interesting right? to me. Yeah, I'd be so more you, willing. It's weird because I'd be more willing to spend two firsts on Zeke than Mixon. Yep. Yeah, right? I'd agree with that. Yep. But I'm hard not giving those two picks for Mixon. Yeah, I think it's for me two firsts for Zeke is a steal. Like I'm happy to do that in any league. If you have Zeke and I have mm -hmm. firsts, and it's not the Aussie one where I'm hoarding everything, um, come and hit me up because that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But um, no, like I, I think, do you add much more to that? Possibly, if you can throw one of the seven thousand wide receiver threes in there to get it done for Zeke, I'm, I'm happy with that right. still. But that's probably the end of that value. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and like I said, Mixon, I'm only doing it if I'm win now and I know those picks are not going to be early. Um, like if I'm expecting to finish top three in that league, I'm happy to do the two future first, but like, it's really, really getting, close. I remember getting Elliot at the 402 earlier this offseason in startups yeah. and being yep. like ecstatic, right? Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. I think you're. I think it's very interesting to note the differences between players that are right beside each other, right? Exactly. Kind of perceived yeah. the same way, like Mixon and Zeke. And I get it. No one thinks Mixon. Well, not no one. There are people that think Mixon's that elite player. Yeah, is Zeke an elite player? He's just attached to a good offense. Yeah. At this stage of his career, and that's one hell of an argument. That I, look. If you want to talk about Zeke, just at FF underscore RTDB and just put Pollard sucks and you'll have yourself a great time. You'll it'll be a fantastic time for you. Um, All we're saying is look out for a blog post on fulltiltdynasty.com, possibly tomorrow. Yeah, uh, exactly. With my name at the bottom of it about these two guys, because it's a great talking point, a great discussion. Um, that I think, yeah, exactly. we, we can have. Yeah. I want to talk about the next two really quick before we get on out of here. The next player to me is the ultimate value. This is a player that I'm willing to spend two first plus to go yep. and get right now. And it's Clyde Edwards, Elaire. Obviously he's not obviously the, he was kind of the last tipping point of lending spots. Don't matter. Talent does right yep. in this class, but people were drafting him at the one Oh one because he went to the chiefs. Well, guess what? A couple of touchdowns. And I don't mean just a couple. More than a few, right? Touchdowns called back due to holding. If he gets four or five of those, punches them in. We're not yeah. having a conversation about a value. Touchdowns are not a predictive stat. His total yardage was totally fine for rookie season, especially with injuries. Especially games. Yep. Exactly. It's Clyde Edwards Lair. He's disappointing owner, or he had disappointed owners. Chances are, this is why it's important not to talk about startups, right? It's important to talk about what's happened a year or two afterwards. Yeah. Going and getting Clyde right now is probably one of the best decisions that you can make in your dining. And I know uh, Dave Kluge put out an article about Clyde that you definitely should be going and check out. So shout out to Dave putting in his his work on Clyde. He two first plus for Clyde is something I'm totally totally willing yeah. to do. Um for upside and whatever you want to call it, he's just a lock to do well this year. I don't think there's any way second year running back. It's not like he went out there and had 300 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving in 16 games. Yeah. He's not a bust. Clyde wasn't a bust. He was just a bust to the people who drafted him at 101. Exactly. <laughs> Full disclosure. We did it, right? We were done. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't even we say that because right now he's a value, right? Well, I mean, yeah. missing out on Taylor is, yeah, he's a. That was the case. Uh, yeah. he, uh, fumbles a lot and he had too many carries and whatever. Narratives. We let narratives get into our brain. But I think that yeah. he's an absolute dynamite steal right now. Uh, post drafts because I mean in startups everyone's always going to take the young running back he's not really going to be a value he's not a true value in startups but outside of that you can easily pry away Clyde Edwards Lair for I, I know I keep using him as like an example but he's kind of like everyone's favorite tradable running back it's Chris Carson oh, yeah. so you can you can move Chris Carson <clears throat> and two firsts and get Clyde and a receiver right you can move two firsts and Gallup and probably go and get Clyde uh, or two firsts and Zach Moss and go and grab yourself Clyde. And I'm doing every one of those quickly. The like Clyde is the guy that's going to take a Keenan and a second. Yeah. Right. To go and get when we were talking about the difference between trading away a Godwin or a Keenan Allen 
and I can't remember the other guy that you mentioned that same uh, breath, A-Rob. but like a Rob yeah. you're, it's probably taking an Amari Cooper and a pick uh, or Amari yeah, Cooper, right Zach now, Moss like... and a pick to pry away Clyde. And that is not look, I'm higher on Amari Cooper maybe than some, I don't think lamb's the one there. I think it's Cooper. So when I say that, take that into mind, but you're probably, and that's probably what it's going to cost for me. And I'm okay with that, which to me makes them a true value. If you're willing to pay that price for Clyde, which most of the time you don't have to, to me, that makes him a true value. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me with any of these guys, and this is where I want to touch on it is we mentioned at the start that people always want, and we mentioned the, the, value accumulation project too. When you're trying to acquire a running back, people are really, really wanting a running back in return, right? That's where having a guy like Zach Moss comes in. So so this is the issue is at this point where you're trying to acquire for people RB 13 through 18, which is where most of the value lies. What running back are you giving up? Because there's not Mm -hmm. many from 19 to 24 that really carry a lot of weight. And it's like you said before, Chris Carson, we accept is probably an older guy who still has some relevance. So he's a good one to throw in there. Would you throw, you know, Josh Jacobs in a first for Clyde? Yeah. Yep. I would. Cool. What about- even though I think, even though I think Clyde and Jacobs are very similar as a player, I think they're more similar than not. Just Clyde has better hands. He's attached to a good offense. I'm, yep. I'm taking that for sure. Cause I don't think there's any way that Jacobs finishes above Clyde this season. I'm very bullish on that and yep. it's documented now. So I'll yeah, be here I'm to fine. tell you why it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm fine with that trade, except I think you can do more with that first. That would be the only hesitation I'd have with it um, because you already have a running back. So You could probably get something else back on the Clyde side. but Possibly, yeah. For the most but part, you're looking this at a guy about, right? like, yeah. RB21. Well, especially now that Akers is out. For, because Akers is out for the year, a lot of those sophomore guys are still big targets. Now there's only really four or five, including Gibson, left. Um yeah, it's a really interesting discussion around CEH and, and what running back you can give up. Um, Gaskin, you know, yes, if someone Oh, likes Gaskin's him. another one for sure. Yep. Gaskin a first. Yep. Gaskin a first and Gallup for Clyde. I'm running. I'm running. What about, what about Gaskin? And... I don't care about Miles Gaskin, so no matter yeah. what you pair with him, I'm probably sending him. I think that's where it gets tougher, right? So, like, if you if you can flip one of those guys back, God, if you can flip Melvin Gordon back as your, as a running back and send two first, cool, easy, send it. And yeah. and like, there's no harm in sending that trade. The worst that's going to happen to you is the guys like, no, you're way off. Most yeah. people, when they see two first round picks pop up, it's at least yeah. a it's at least They're a gonna point. And yeah. like we said, his true value is from a disappointed owner, probably yeah. not anywhere else. But considering he's a player that I'm willing to spend that on, I, to me, it makes him a true value. Yep. Willie, Willie or yep. Willie won't he? We don't know. No idea. But process tells me that he's going to do just fine this season because some of those touchdowns, Eric Fisher can't sit there and hold all day. All right. <laughs> Their offensive line was atrocious last year, period. And they beefed it up. All signs pointing up for Clyde. Uh, we did have. Right down here, Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm just going to quickly run through this. Obviously, with narrative discussions, we talked about that earlier. With the narrative of him sliding, he's definitely a startable player. To me, he's a full-on avoid. Um, yeah. You you said it was acceptable. He, uh, he for me, he, is with Jacobs in those acquirable guys. He's, yeah, like he's just said not before, the one I want to. 
I'd, I uh, think I'd rather have Josh Jacobs right now than I would Miles Sanders. Yep. Personally. Again, if, you can, if you can get him for a first anywhere from the 110 onwards, straight right. up, you do it. Yeah. Um, it's like a Javante, ETN. Yeah. As soon as those guys are off the board, you can pretty much flip the, your first for it uh, or a first and a second, whatever. Um, just because you're not going to get the position, a top 19, top 18 running back, Anywhere else, you may as well see yep. if he's got anything that, yeah. Um, if he has a good week and you really don't like him, flip him again. Um, but yeah, it, it's just take the shot, pick up those guys when you can if they are available, and make sure you do due diligence by asking the people in the league how yeah. bad they got burned and what they want for them. Um, know your league, lie constantly. These are things that we preach all the time here on the fantasy walkabout. Tom Lee, I just want to grab. A couple final thoughts before I send the people home happy. Yep. Well, we got the we got to get the Aussie slang in here. Uh, right, okay. Some of you, some of you may know this, um, but it's budgie smugglers. So, Tom, if I said to you, mate, <laughs> nice pair, of, nice pair of budgie smugglers, what do you think I'm talking about? Oh my god, budgie smugglers! I gotta go with. You said pair, so there's two uh, shoes. No, I'm talking speedos. I'm talking dick togs. <laughs> so it's it's summer over there for you boys right now, boys and girls out there. Um, get your pair of budgie smugglers on, head down the beach, and have yourself a good time because it has to be one of the most. <laughs> delightful ways to talk about what? and there's actually a company there's a company over here in australia called budgie oh smuggler and they sell of some course they designs. are yep they're the beyondies of of aussie yeah oh well, you think God. it's called budgie smugglers we don't have to go into it we're not crass it's pretty obvious oh why they're called budgie smugglers um God but yeah damn it banana, banana hammocks dick togs budgie smugglers <laughs> dick togs yep dick togs <laughs> go for it dts we'll call them dts <laughs> So that's a fun one for you all out there, uh, <laughs> especially during summer. That's one to confuse your family and friends. Maybe not family. Maybe save it for friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure how you're going to work this one into working on the video, Tom, because I don't want to see a picture of you in your budgies on the deck. Budgie smugglers and TikToks. <laughs> And this is why we Oh my god, end. you're the toughest people on planet Earth. <laughs> you live on an island actively trying to kill you every day. Every day, yep. Read today that sharks Budgie are getting closer smugglers. to the beaches, so that's good. Well, I mean, hey, yeah. you'll scare them off with your budgie smugglers mm. <laughs> and your dick togs. Oh my god. Oh, we got two here today because Dick Togs is a totally you expecting new one to me. I didn't, I didn't know. I guess you guys don't call oh. them Togs, but we call them Togs. We don't swimmers. wear Speedos, bro. Yeah, Unless speedos. you're like a Fortune 580-year-old white dude or, you know, a bodybuilder. They're just yep. they're not a thing. Thank God. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Well, they are now, Tom. Budgie <laughs> smugglers. I'm gonna have to yeah. buy one now. I think that that's. I'm gonna have budgies. to go. Yeah. I'm Always, gonna have to go and buy one from Budgie yeah. Smugglers. And it's Australian, so it's shortened to Budgies. <sighs> Holy fuck! <laughs> but uh, that's that's all my final word. Apart from that, um, stay vigilant. 
keep asking your leagues, keep talking to your leagues and try to get the dick trade dogs. season started earlier. Um, I think Fucking we're coming out dick dogs. <laughs> <You're an idiot. laughs> we're coming out of this this dead period of dynasty. We want to get back into it. It's not oh. just all about startups and drafts. Oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> Um, yeah, not all about startups and drafts. So make sure that you are doing your due diligence out there, oh. and um, and asking and getting to know what your league mates are doing with their teams as soon as possible, and capitalize on this value while it's still there. I swear to God, you all sit around after like fending for your lives <laughs> against ruse, poisonous snakes and spiders. Ruse are like, even dangerous. <laughs> I've seen those fuckers yeah. kick one kick, I, and you're and you're you're left. Of- you're left eating soup for a very long time if you if you fuck with them, okay? Not if you not if you're wearing That's a no bueno. You know. Yeah, not if, yeah, because they're running the fuck away. Look, I love this show so much. We're learning new stuff here all the time. I don't know how I'm gonna work that into a sentence this week, but it's now my mission, and I'll get back to you on next the next week. You can edition. Wear your budgies. Yeah. Look, if you want to talk about final thoughts, it's always gonna be the same thing for me. Let's be kind to each other. Let's uh, you know. First off, don't be a dick, okay? I mean, there's obviously there was the whole, not going to say the name, but there was the whole victory lapping injuries, perceived it to be that or not, the white knighting and all that other fine thing. If that's what you want to do with your day, please, by all means, do so. Uh, But be kind to each other because being a dick to someone that was a dick uh, doesn't make it okay. And that's something to remember. Be true and be you, as my main man would say um, over there on Laidback's channel, which you can catch on, on the YouTube free plug there for a guy who I appreciate a lot. Be true. Be true to yourself. That's always really important. Be a good person. Work really hard. Keep moving forward. And uh, good things are going to happen. Also, please go and get those RB values. Go back and check the value accumulation project. Go and subscribe. But as I always like to do at the end of these things, I just want to tell you that if you agree with everything you said, but you got to let us know. If you disagree with anything you said, well, you definitely got us know. You can head over there at the fulltiltdynasty.com. Go subscribe, hop in the forums, check in the blog, leave a comment. Anything you want, you can contact us. Whatever you want on that site is fully functional, fully active. We appreciate you for going and stopping in. Let us know that you were there and get your shout out next week. If you have a question for myself, Tom Lee, Big Billy, Jacob, guess what? You can leave it there. You can submit it to us. You can leave it in the forum. And we're going to talk about it on the next show with the shout out. Very, very cool stuff coming from us. Hey, and if you didn't know, August 7th, the man himself. Captain Controversy, the Podfather, is joining myself, uh, FF underscore RTDB, that's Jacob, and Big Billy FF, the Billy Milestone, on the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast, special Saturday edition, so we could get it in with the Podfather himself. Look, big love and appreciation to everyone there. Obviously, please go subscribe to the Dynasty Vipers Network where you can catch this show right here. You can catch the Friday show. Let us know that you stopped in and let them know that Tom sent you. Get your shout out. Guys, we couldn't do the show without you guys listening. We love that we're able to do it. So as I always like to remind everyone, again, I feel like this is important. Okay? Be kind. Don't be a dick. And remember that clear eyes, full hearts, can never lose. Good night, everybody. Ciao for now.
Budgie Smugglers. <laughs>